day 150. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than a mirror. We come to the Bible to look through it and see God. We don't come to the Bible primarily to look at it and see ourselves. 150. um, This joint only goes to day 305. So we're getting close to the halfway mark. So that is Mm. a reason to celebrate y'all. If you've tuned in here with us and you're actually on day 150 and you haven't skipped a day or you didn't just jump in at the top of the year, right? No shade to all the folks that have done that. But if you've been with (laughs) us from the beginning, right? This is a feat to be 150 days in seeing God through all these pages of scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, bro. Yeah, it's been dope. and yeah, as we get into Psalm 106, dog, it's just talking about history. <laughs> Again, yeah. we left off last time talking about history and God's faithfulness and his promises that were being fulfilled. Um, but there's this quote that so many people have said uh, that it seems like nobody originally said it. Right. Um, and it says that, you know, those who fail to know history are those that are condemned to repeat it. Mm. Um, that's a strong statement, but like, man, in many ways it, it can be true. And here we go now to see like Israel's unfaithfulness, right? Right. And so it's like, yo, and again, it has to do like with memory. So verse 13, we'll talk about, you know, they soon forgot his works Mm. and would not wait for his counsel. And man, one of the main reasons we sin is because we forget the gospel. Right. We forget the gospel, bro. We forget how infinitely good and wondrous and magnificent God has been to us. Yeah. And what I mean by forget is not like, oh, no, no, I literally forgot that I had a meeting this morning. Right. right? So I, I was late. It's like, no, 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 I forgot how good my wife has been in the in the vows I made to her. So I cheated, right? Like, right. that's the kind of forgetting mm. that we have. It's a, like, unappreciation and inattentiveness right. to what's really true yep. about our relationship with God, bro. Yep. And so Psalm 106 is him remembering. Yeah. And saying, yo, we was wild. We did all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. But God said, yo... Israel rebelled at the Red Sea, and he just goes on and on and on about their failures and the faithfulness of God. Mm -hmm. So by the very end of the psalm, he's like, yo, God, can I have some of that goodness, right? God, can I have some of that for me? I know how you roll. Uh, He's saying, yo, and this is something that we all need to say at times. It's, God, I know I'm not worthy of your deliverance. Yeah. However, that's never stopped you from delivering anybody in the past. Mm, mm. So as I appeal to God, I appeal to God on the basis of his goodness, not mine. And when we we really grasp that, it changes our response when we do it, sin or rebel or turn away from God, that we don't spend our times trying to get worthy before we cry out to him to help us because we're reminded, no, 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 look, God always helps people that aren't deserving of it so if you find yourself undeserving of god's help yeah then you're a prime candidate to call out to him for help yeah and yeah. then it's like even you know god helps us on in this point in history through jesus right, right. And so like he'll say here in 23 so he said he would have destroyed them if moses his chosen one had not stood before him in the breach mm. to turn his wrath away that's good from destroying them and it's like bro we can't read that without thinking of 
the Christ of right. Jesus, right? And um, yeah, we see that even then God was setting the pattern for how the gospel would come about. Moses is this chosen mediator. He stands in the breach and satisfies the wrath of God mm. because he intercedes on their behalf. Jesus, the son of God, comes and intercedes on Israel and the world's behalf. Why? To turn away the wrath of God. And he was destroyed on the cross. Yeah, so that we wouldn't be, man. That's dope, man. Yeah. I love it. Psalm, yeah, Psalm 107 comes, bro. And this is uh, starting the book five of the yeah. psalm. So we literally, yeah, home stretch, home stretch. Yeah. And the psalms get shorter too <laughs> right. as we continue. Um, but the string keeps rolling through these psalms as this follows the previous and talks specifically about deliverance that came from Yahweh. So he was praying yeah. at the end, God save us. And here he's like, give thanks to the Lord, <laughs> right? He's good. His faithful love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord proclaim that he has redeemed them from the power of the foe and has gathered them from all the lands. Um, yeah, early church father or fourth century theologian, Athanasius, he called the Psalms an epitome of the whole scriptures. Right. And what he meant is, man, that you see the biblical narrative and storyline wrestled with, reflected upon and interpreted and recapitulated, like in a sense, to the present circumstances of in the Psalms. Right. Um, and notice here, like he's talking about, you know, people being gathered from the lands. Now, if we remember, Ezra and Nehemiah is when this took place, right. right? And this is when the people of God had came home, bro. And in other words, salvation, bro, is about coming home. Right. right? It's about coming <laughs> to the crib, dog. And it's like, bro, you a traveling man, John, right. like, before COVID. <laughs> right, yeah. And you know what it's like to be away from home. Like, man, and then, I'm just ready to get And back. when you get home, that satisfaction, and that satisfaction in you is actually pointing to a deeper reality in the gospel. That's dope. Where we get to come home that's to dope. God. Yeah. yeah. So. Man, that's, that's dope. What I love about this song, too, is as he tells the redeemed, the God, to praise, he's saying, yo, eventually God's going to bring you home. Yeah. God's starting to work out these smaller bits of salvation in your life, and you're not led to praise because you take all of them for granted. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying, no, don't take for granted. Don't chalk it up to coincidence, things that God works out. And so he's going to go through the psalm like, yo, those that have wandered away, praise mm -hmm. God, right? Yeah. Those that were stuck in prison and God saved you, praise God, right? Those that were foolish and you just, yeah. you suffering because of the stuff that you did wrong. It was really your fault, but <laughs> you still, yeah. But God saved you. Or those that wandered away chasing after gain, like God brought you back. He quieted the seas. He, yeah. he calmed those storms. Yo, praise God for all of those things. Wisdom, right? The, the end of the storm, it talks about being wise. Mm. Wisdom makes us turn our eyes towards God and give him the praise that he deserves, yeah. Amen, yeah. yeah. Praise and gratitude is what I see here. Amen. It's just like, yeah, grace begets gratitude, bro. Like yeah. God's grace is what makes us, yeah, grateful. Dope, yeah. love it. Psalm 108, um, and this is like, yeah, combination of Psalm 57 and Psalm 60, people have said, but the last two verses of this joint, stood out to me and he's like man give us aid against the foe for human help is worthless mm. right with god we will perform valiantly he will trample our foes mm. and these last two verses are so profound because um for some things like man human help is is of no use right like more persons won't help us with some of our deepest problems yeah. and but um you know what he says here is like, with God, we will perform valiantly. But then he says, then he will trample our foes. So he goes from like, 
we the he. Right. Right. He's like, we're God. Yeah. Like basically we are God's active agent in the battle, but God gets all the credit and right. glory and none of it goes to us. We are in the group for the group project. Right. <laughs> right. But God does all the, all work, the work and we put our name on the paper right. at the end. Yep. So it's our victory as yep. well. And knowing that that's true, man, I think that just spills over right in the Psalm 109. Yeah. And he just starts off and he's like, yo, man, I just love how he starts off too. He starts off, God am I praise. All right, God, you're, you get my words. You get the best of my words. Verse two, the enemies, they're loud with their critique. And so his thing is, God, hey, God, I don't need you to be quiet on this one. Yeah. Yo, I know you're patient, you're gracious compassionate and all this but he's like god i've really got some problems with people and this psalm can be troubling to like read because it kind of reads like he's um <laughs> going to the mafia to put a hit out like Bro. yo i don't want his wife to have a husband i don't want their kids to have a daddy mm. i want him to sink Bro. as low as he can like so it feels very dark yeah man but at the end of the day like what's beautiful about this psalm is that we read it and we're kind of uncomfortable like you can like read this mm. and look around like have you ever been in a movie right taken is yeah. i like that yeah franchise because it's about a guy that's protecting his daughter sure and there's certain times it's like, man, I'd look around and it's like, yo, I'm a pastor. I don't want anybody to see me. I'm enjoying this too much, right? The yeah. way that he's killing folks. like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, get him. And yeah. you'll read a song like this and feel like, mm. yo, I think I'm kind of enjoying this too much because I felt this. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about this song is like he's not enacting this. He's not taking vengeance. Yeah. on himself this familiar feeling of wanting vengeance and 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 your heart being full of this darkness and anger he's not ignoring it or acting like it's not there yeah he's not acting on it yeah he's taking it all to god and entrusting god with it man one of the things um i realized and this just kind of hit me in a moment is that you know he is a victim of oppression right right in this yeah. moment and if you read, yeah, House of Bondage, right. books like that, uh, Narrative of Life of Frederick, Frederick Douglass, Douglas. yeah. uh, any type of slave account right. and the prayers, right. they were praying to God right. through as real victims of oppression. You yeah. see that, one, this is like human, yeah. but two, even deeper than that, there's something in us that needs and wants justice, bro. Right. And it is so central to the scriptures, and I just hope our generation, bro, like will really mind that truth from the right. Bible. And he's just like, yo, like this man, yo, he's calling down God's curses from Deuteronomy 27 right. to come and play this role, but he wants God's justice to come through. Right. Right. He he's not, he's not taking it out on him. And yeah, I love what Tremper Longsman says. He's like, yo, God invites our honest prayers, right? Like when we're deeply harmed mm. and our anger boils, he's like, yo, it will be fruitless and dangerous to suppress those emotions rather right. than turning them over to God. Yeah. Um, and that is the important point, bro. Like these imprecations are not just like a random expressions of anger to do dudes wilding, right. but they allow us to turn our anger over to God and let him act right. as he sees fit. And yeah, shows like, man, we have this internal hunger for justice yeah. that God is ultimately going to have to bring. Right. Yeah. Well. 
Yeah. God, help us to trust you enough to give you the darkest parts of our heart that we're afraid to admit to ourselves. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.